1: My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show. You said Matt was
0: one of the guys that had a good game tonight. Did you feel like maybe there were too many passengers or just too many mistakes being made? Or yeah. a majority of the team is kind of not showing up to their full?
1: Yeah, yeah, there's, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, we lose 4-1. There's not a lot of guys that played well. So, um, you know, the the, the the whole group did. But uh, Matt, uh, you know, Dums was, was uh, he, he played right tonight. Yeah. Um, You know, I mean, you could go right through the roster, obviously, and you could pick and choose, but uh, on the whole, we did not have a good night. And with that, welcome in, late-night edition, Judd's Hockey Show. As Dean Everson just got done talking about, there a 4-1 wild loss to the Sharks at home tonight. Zolgad and Declan Goff, and, um, well, let's just say this. I think her question, uh, the, the question asked by our friend, Jesse Pierce, who does a very good job covering the wild for NHL.com. And of course, as part of the bar down beauties podcast uh, where she said, are there too many passengers? Well, the answer tonight was absolutely positively. Um, The wild is still off to a good start. This does not mean that I am souring on this team, Declan Goff, but um, coming off a road trip in which they went West and won what, two or three games. And played pretty well. Uh, d- didn't play, uh, obviously, great in the loss to the Golden Knights, but uh, came back and I thought played a really smart and complete game on Seattle against, yes, the expansion Kraken, so keep that in mind. Uh, this game tonight featured a lot of players who basically said, I'm going to watch uh, Yul Eriksson Eck. I'm going to watch Dumba. I'm going to watch Felino, And I want to start with the number one guy here who did that because I'm getting a little tired of this act. Uh, it's appearing too much. Kirill Kaprizov, Uh, minus two on the night, two shots on goal. Uh, Let me just set you up with this um, compare and contrast or comparison, Declan. Okay. Um, Kevin Fiala had an assist tonight. He had four shots. A lot of guys didn't have great nights. Sure. Kevin Fiala, though, if you watched this game and watched a lot of his shifts, not saying he had a great game, but he was engaged. Uh, That entire line was engaged in this game. And uh, Kirill Kaprizov, and they did switch up. They went from Goudreau to Hartman as the center for uh, Kaprizov and Zuccarello in the third period. But Kirill Kaprizov was firmly in the passenger seat tonight watching this game. And to see a guy with that much talent at home play it like that, and he's done it a few times now, I'm getting a little bit tired of, well, teams are going to focus on on him. Um, Dean was asked about that post game and made a very good point, and he's exactly right. You think teams didn't focus on him about 10 games into last season? It's not like teams were like, what do we do about 97? We're not going to be – it's going to take a whole summer for us to figure out what to do. Teams were focusing on on him, and the coaching staff knows this, last season. So this is not new. Uh, What is disturbing and what is new is the lack of participation that we're seeing from Kaprizov at times. I am not disturbed if you're being shut down. I am not disturbed if you are trying to overcome – Uh, something but unless he's hurt and we don't know there are far too many in my opinion of games and periods like we saw tonight which is you know watch 22 for all that we complain and moan right like he didn't deserve the contract and so he's gonna have to work hard Kevin Fiala I think has spent a lot of this season so far working pretty damn hard and not getting a ton of goals but working 97 got the contract and again unless he's hurt and if he is, we don't know it. Um, I am, I am less than enthralled by the lack of consistency and in and out. And the excuses are starting, you know, I'm not concerned. I'm not worried. Uh, I I am leery of what I have seen to date. And again, I was not very pleased with what I thought was at least two periods of an awful game and a third period where he's like, oh, I'll sort of re-engage.
0: Yeah, it- to go back to the beginning point, it did feel like just a bunch of passengers watching by for 60 minutes. Um, not really at any point were the Wild in control of this game. Um, it's not a good Sharks team. I know they got off to a great start this year. I think they started 4-0, but coming into this game, they've only won three of their last ten. Uh, a, a gimme game. A gimme game at home. You're, you're rested, should be ready to rock. The Sharks are on game four out of five, of a road trip. Um, this should be a pretty easy game. Brent Burns, for God's sake, was sitting courtside at the Timberwolves last night. Like there, There's no reason why you shouldn't be able to win this game at home. Um, and unfortunately, they lost, and look, it, that happens. I, I don't think that just because they lose this game, it derails or it shipwrecks anything by any means, and I'm, and none of that uh, will be said by us either. But to your point about Kirill kind of just having a bluff night, um, that can happen, and and that's going to happen, but it it definitely feels like He hasn't been as special as he was last year. It doesn't mean he can't be still the special player and be the MVP and the most important player on this team. But there just seems to be a little lack of oomph of the it factor that we saw in the 56-game season last year. Mm -hmm. And even going back to the playoff series against Vegas where, yeah, he had chances, and analytically he was fine in that series too against the Knights but he didn't score the big-time goal. He didn't come through like he did throughout the course of the regular season when this when team needed him most. Um, it's not a cause for panic, and it's definitely obviously not a, hey, why did we go back and can we undo that contract? No one is saying that. But when your star players are your star players and they aren't performing up to their expectations, as we talk about on Mackie and Judd with the Vikings um, and everyone else in town, Mm-hmm. It's worth criticism. Um, and tonight, for a team, Corsi-wise, that had a fine night against San Jose, they outpossessed them in terms of shot attempts, and that's fine. But Kirill was a minus two and wasn't great and didn't generate a lot of shot attempts when on the ice. And you need your best players to show up at the at at, at basically not every night, but next to it. Uh, it th- those kind of guys can lift you up from a poor performance from a team standpoint, which is what happened tonight. And Kirill mm-hmm. looked more like a passenger tonight. I agree. Yeah, and it
1: it disturbs me that I feel like we have seen this too much. Um, if this was the first game, like if he was going to have a bad game every fifteen games, where he just sort of, I'd be like, well, that's not ideal. But I so I guess I get it. It's a long year, right? But Dex, it feels like like this is this is a reoccurring theme, and then he'll be engaged again, and then he won't be. And yeah, he's he is supposed to be, and he is now being paid like a star player, and you can't go down the path of well, he's being focused on now so it's not fair to it he's being paid like a star player because what are star players what treatment do they get they get focused on so it's complete nonsense um when you defend an effort that is not there it's a different thing if he was truly being shut down it's a different thing if he's hurt we don't know that uh but i'm going to until i'm told that he's hurt i'm going to assume he's absolutely fine and i'm going to assume that we're getting this player who is like turning it on and off at times and Dex, I mean, I believe he's still stuck at three goals. This is a guy that can this is a nat a guy that should be um at least largely I think a natural goal scorer. I and and I guess I'm also a little bit frustrated because um he and Zuccarello no question have something special at times i get that i get the passing is great and the and the power play goal against the yotes was unbelievable pass 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 score just great all of that being said i i feel like if nothing else krill needs a kick in the breezers and and breaking him up from his passing pal might work in in fact i dubbed i dubbed uh before that they, they put hartman with them uh, tonight and Goudreau was there. I dug it I dubbed it the fill line, PHL, pass happy line. Because everybody just wants to pass and everybody wants to make a nice play. And yeah, it's it's um I, I think you put it perfectly when you said that there's a lack of umph there. There there's a lack of drive there. It's like Caril spent last year during the regular season, which you know was great. Um he spent that time proving that hey, I'm here uh, I belong here. I'm. I can be a dominant player, and I was all in, and that's great. But I'm not going to continue to parrot the Kirill Kaprizov line if we're now going to get a, a player who plays like sort of proved myself last year, and you know, so now I'm back and I got paid. That's not acceptable. Tonight was tonight from his end was not acceptable, and that bugs me because one people paid to see him and they pay a lot and two he owes it to the team to work at least as hard as what Fiala did and you know what Fiala didn't score i get that i'm not saying you have to score but kevin fiala tonight got four shots drove to the net um played like played like he can play and i feel like he's done that quite a bit and I feel like Caprisov has has not and that bugs me it bugs me cuz I bought in here and um and I didn't expect I didn't expect this many games in which he just sort of glides around the ice and that there's really unfortunately a lack of overall urgency and I want to see that at least kick in more um because with with his paycheck now he owes the team that at the very yeah. least he and and that line, um, if he's going to be left with Mats, that line needs to get things going. Like you need that line. Th- those top, um, the Eck line tonight, for the most part, I thought did their job. They provided a spark. Eck had a ton of chances. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, your guy had four shots on goal, so they were doing th- their job. And what started off as the Goudreau, Zuccarello, Caprisov line. Flat out did not. And that's disappointing. And it's not acceptable.
0: Well, I think what's so surprising, too, is like Jordan Greenway comes out with his head on fire. And all oh, you're noticing him and oh, it's clear he got a talking to. I was watching the Sharks broadcast and even Randy Hahn and Brett Hedekin Go Huskies who were on the call yeah. there. were are saying that, oh, it looks like Jordan Greenway has came out to play today. Mm-hmm. And I mean, now mm-hmm. that feels like that's the third time already this season we have had that conversation or that's been brought up. Also, not even just by the local broadcast, but by other teams as well, because they kind of know who Jordan Greenway is. And I think there's probably a good amount of visiting broadcasts or visiting teams that just know Kirill and maybe know Piel as a secondary passenger there. <laughs> they're like, oh, these guys will be fine. They Their box scores aren't there, but they're probably fine, right? And it's it's not... It's not us overreacting, and it's not us saying to, uh, to the degree that, well, Kirill, like you guys are freaking out over Kirill Kaprizov scoring three goals. He still has a lot of assists. He does a lot of things. Well, he's a star player, and you need your star players to show up. And last year, he was able to make hay with Ryan Hartman, and now Ryan Hartman's kind of doing his own thing without Kirill, right? And yeah. it, it, it might be one of those situations again where, you know, we, we talked about can we get this guy a number one center? Can we get – can we go back to the summertime and the contract negotiations we're dragging out? What if we got a number one center to say, all right, Kirill, here you go. You know, come on. Come on. Like here's, He was here tonight. Here's Thomas Hurdle, right? Here's Thomas Hurdle for you to, to play with this year. Now sign that damn contract and let's get going. And instead he drags his feet. The Wild don't want to pony up assets. I understand that. Marco Rossi's off to a hell of a start in Iowa. There was no reason to run to, run to the hills to make a trade for someone like Thomas Hurdle or someone like Jack Eichel. I, I understand that. But it's to the point where if you're Carril, you might need a little bit more help there too. It might not just be Frederick Goudreau in the middle as a placeholder because 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 uh, Kaprizov and Zuccarell are just natural playmakers. You might actually need someone in the middle there that can help him out. Maybe that is Rossi who's tearing it up in Iowa. Maybe that could be someone down the line that can help you out. But last year he was able to carry linemates around him, and right now it just doesn't seem like he's able to to do that and that that might be also the other team shutting him down but also it's not him having the same oomph and same expectation he had last year
1: he has to show the interest in doing it for for me to say oh I think that you should be given this guy um the reason why I, I think that the two of us and you know a ton of fans of, of this team as well the reason why that we were all on the same page last year was because K- Kirill deserved that like he was playing great and and you thought to yourself, oh my God, if they got Eichel, right, like it's going to be a different world. Uh, he's not playing like that now. like this is on him too. And and I don't know what's up. Um, I don't know why it. It's like he and Matt's now have a pact to pass the puck. Let's just pass it back and forth. Let's get Mats took a shot tonight from approximately I think the blue line. Okay, it was in the second period, if I'm not mistaken. And he purposely, and this is done, I get that. He purposely shot wide to try and get a Kaprizov tip in. But it was so, it was such an attempt at, like, the beautiful play. Get the puck on net, dude. Like, there's a rebound possibility. Kirill might still tip it. Like, you, th- you are not the Harlem Globe Trotters of hockey. Like, it's hard to get shots on net. This is a tough league. You need to do everything that you can to just work. And so... It's stuff like that where I, I'm, like, do I think that if if Rossi comes up and he's great, that'd be awesome for Kaprizov? Yes. Hurdle, awesome. But he's got to play like he deserves that, too. Like, he's got to play, like, like this can't be a, oh, I'm going to try t- uh, tonight. And it just bugged me tonight that it did feel like such a passenger game. And yeah. And you know what? They played the Dallas Stars and Ryan Suter on Thursday. Could totally change. Mm-hmm. I get that. I'm not. I don't think that we're going back to the old, uh, the old team, the 2015, 16 uh, Suter, Parisi that group. But I do feel like tonight was uh, oh boy. Let's assess this because you can't you can't have um, you can't have the line work hard. I thought Dumba actually played as. Butt off! Yeah, he
0: had a great game.
1: He had Didn't he, know, really he had a four game. shots. He worked his ass off. Uh, but yeah, there were a lot of guys tonight who sat back and and watched. And what sort of bugged me about that more so too was this one, Dex. They um they had guys, Foligno for sure, Greenway, Eck, uh, Dumba, who definitely tried to jolt the uh the team, um, what. Greenway and Flino got in fights. Yeah. Uh, Dumba threw a huge hit, which was an awesome hit. And so they, they they had those guys who definitely tried to jolt this team, and the rest of the guys were like, oh, "Okay, we'll we'll wake up for a while." So, um, what did you think of Talbot's play? Because I thought that he, he was put in a pretty tough predicament tonight. the The Eric Carlson shot was a howitzer, and I think Dumba and the Sharks player who crossed uh, Talbot's face screened him. But for the most part, I didn't have a problem there. I, I thought that he, he was more the victim of what would have been really good saves as opposed to a lethargic game.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't think he he played poorly tonight. Uh, three of those goals were just point blank right in front of him. Um, that That's not really going to be situations where he's going to stop every single one of those. Uh, so kudos to the Sharks for getting into high-danger spots right there. Yep. Um, I'm more curious if you turn back to him against Dallas on Thursday, which I think you will knowing in this team. Agreed. Um, Dallas isn't off to the best of starts. I could make a case that Kapokokanen has looked good in the last few starts. There's no need to keep burning out Cam Talbot, Uh, but Cam in general has been basically average at best this season. Um, Mm -hmm. Tonight he lets in four goals. He's not the reason you lost by any means. Um, but I, I would make a serious case that you try Kapo-Kakinen. And also if, if you're going to lose these home games, you get only these brief little home jolts right here. Put a, put a key, put a, put a fire underneath your keister and, and start your backup goalie and see what's in front of you there. I hate to use the old hockey cliche there, but I I could see a case to start Capo kakinen Um, I wouldn't be surprised at all, but tonight Talbot was fine. Uh, I, I don't, I look more of it as that offense being lethargic and passengers and passing, pun intended that it was just, it was them that lost in the game, not the goalie who let in four goals. That was not the case at all.
1: Um, Explain the Pitlick play because I I saw it from the press box. So Pitlick gets hit in his own zone. I think it was the first period, right? Okay. Yeah. So, so Pitlick gets hit by, uh, I believe it was Cogliano in Mm -hmm. his own zone. And, I got a tweet that said Cagliano actually jumped and hit him. It didn't look bad. Pitlick freaked out, jumped him. Yeah. Um, I, I thought he'd get four. He got two for, for a, a rough. Surprised. I thought he'd get four because he jumped him, dropped his gloves, and started punching him. But explain what you saw there because that was, that was I thought, a, uh, in, in a game that actually did have some good hit good hitting. That was an overreaction.
0: It was an overreaction. And and also, it's it's weird for like Rem Pitlick to like be the one to initiate and be the instigator there. I don't really understand it. Um, but yeah, it, it, it came really after the whistle, and he starts pounding on his head. Yeah. Uh, and, and I didn't really get... To be honest, for all the Wild fans that give Gabriel Landeskog crap like this, um, it reminded me of something like that. It reminded me of Landeskog, or reminded me of Ryan Reeves, or reminded me of someone who kind of did a punk thing. But, oh, it happened on the other side this time, and we're not going to talk about it. You know, even just to break that down, you know, Gabriel Landeskog is a damn good player. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Reeves is a goon, so th- those are those are two polar opposite things. But when Landeskog does that stuff, I love it because he's your captain and he's your leader, and it means a lot. If guys like Ryan Reeves do it because he's the goon and that's who he is, well, like... All right, it's fine. That guy's on your that guy on your team is important, and you hate to play against him, but he's expendable. He, you're not going to miss him when he's gone. Sure. Um, for Rem Pitlick, who had the hat trick and you know battled adversity with COVID at the beginning of the year and was claimed off waivers, it just didn't seem like something he had to do. It didn't. It didn't seem necessary. But was he upset?
1: But did did he think it was a cheap shot? I couldn't. I I like he he reacted immediately, like he had gotten um, you know absolutely blindsided from the back with a cheap shot. I couldn't – from upstairs, yeah. it didn't look it, – it looked like – Okay, it's not the greatest hit, but it certainly didn't warrant dropping your gloves and, and no. starting to punch a guy. So I couldn't figure it out.
0: When when I'm rewatching it right now, Sue, but like basically when Pitlick goes on the board against Cagliano, I mean an elbow comes up from Cagliano, but it, it's nothing that's the dumbest, malicious. And then
1: it had some a lot going for it as well.
0: And I wonder if maybe like unpleasant were exchanged, then just like yeah. it sets off Pitlick. It was an yeah. unnecessary play, like Pitlick, and okay. it's and that's my thought. And and it's not the player that should be doing that. Like if Foligno right. does that, and if he like kind of blows the gasket a little bit, I'd be like, ah, oh, okay, but it's Marcus Foligno, it makes sense. Hartman, same story. Uh, but Ram Pitlick to be the tough guy when also he's just he's a charismatic and nice player, and he was awesome at the U of M. Shouldn't be the guy who be should no. be throwing unwarranted punches. It didn't make much sense to me.
1: And don't take penalties, dude. Like like that's sure. the last thing. Like be careful here. You're a bottom. Sixth guy, and I, I know that he had the hat trick against the Kraken on Saturday, but you could be benched in a heartbeat. Like, just stay out of the box. And it's fine. Like, if you get attacked, I get that. Like, if you get confronted, I get that. Yep. But That was weird. Um, a- Answer me this one. Marcus Foligno, mm-hmm. as far as non-goons go, so, so Bugard out, Matt Johnson out, where does he come in your list of wild players who – are just damn good fighters as far as his ability like he he doesn't drop the gloves for fun like some guys drop the gloves and they're like celebratory right and then like they'll wrestle the guy and nothing really happens marcus folino when you watch him fight actually fights really well And, and he's not a goon like he's a tough guy but he's not a goon um and I wouldn't consider fighting to be his primary job because he plays, you know, top six. But um, again, tonight he, he goes, when he engages in, in a fight, it's a pretty good fight.
0: Yeah. He can, he can bat with them and, you know, fighting's down in the NHL. I don't think it's as necessary as it used to be. Um, I understand the point of, of it going away more, but if if you're going to drop the gloves and if you want, if you're going to mess with anyone on the team and if Foligno's on the ice you're I, I kind of think you're screwed. And Dumba um, was
1: and the, yeah cuz yeah. the guy tonight challenged Dumba mm-hmm. and he's like I'm not going and Foligno
0: flies in he'll go
1: and he's like we're going
0: he'll go right in um yeah I mean just we've talked about the leadership role he's taken off the ice with this team for the last few years <laughs> his play this season has been phenomenal um but when he's able to do that for his team I mean it it, it is you're still your classic hockey cliche it sparks your team and it's important um, and it seems every time he gets in about two, it's it's for good reason. He's not just dropping the gloves to drop them. No, it it, it's, yeah. it's all it's all warranted to protect himself or his teammates. Um, I think regression still will hit him like a ton of bricks eventually. But he's been great, dude. You you can make a case. I saw your all get roundup. Ryan Hartman, after uh, a certain yep. friend of the show, said he's yep. been our MVP. I can't, I can't and,
1: reveal his name, but no. he said but he, but he's right right now. Yeah. Ryan Hartman, MVP he might be of this team right now, which is what? Ten games in. So it's or no, I'm sorry. Fifteen games, I think. But yeah, yeah. No, that's but um yeah, like that fight again. I, I don't remember in recent years on this team seeing guys beyond Felino who who will fight and actually fight um and throw punches. And the only thing I don't get is this one. I don't understand how how you don't break your knuckles and fingers because you're essentially punching helmets and visors. That's right. the one thing I don't get, because you, you can no you can't now take the bucket off. So, so like you can't yeah. challenge a, a guy, and, and then because if you do, I, I think it's like uh, misconduct now. So it's literally you start to fight, and the first part of the fight, at least, you're punching a visor or, or the top of a guy's helmet, which has to hurt like hell. So, final thoughts, Declan, before we wrap it up here.
0: Move back onto the stars. Get get another win. You know, you 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 came to this game in first place in a crowded Central Division. That's a juggernaut. You're off to a great start. This loss isn't, doesn't doesn't uh, ruin your season or or anything. And it, it, these games are going to happen. Uh, but I think you need Kirill Kaprizov to come out and have a have a big game. You know, I, I think I think I agree. Kirill has, has to come out yeah. and have a big big game against those stars. Um, I don't I don't think they were I'm at home. By the way, I might be the only person outside of like. Diehard stars fans that like them. I love those black and green neon of jerseys. I they're love hideous. them. They're, so if you want to wear them, just line. for me, because I'll be I'll be back at the rink Jack with you on awful. Thursday night. I love what's, those things. What's man. wrong with you? Those oh, they look like Degeneration uh, X. They look they look yeah, they that's look awesome. Hockey. That's not that's an
1: affront <laughs> to the sport of hockey. You know uh, what? Keep it in wrestling. Okay. Um, what's your prediction for the Ryan Suter reaction? Because Parisi got a very nice one. You know they they did yeah. uh tribute to him and I and. I think it was a standing ovation. So, yeah.
0: what's I think your he'll get one. He'll, he'll, he'll get a suits. similar one. He wasn't as, um, I think, beloved naturally as Zach was, just because he was a defenseman. He was just a little bit more quiet in front. Uh, a little bit different just, story behind the scenes. Yeah, but I, I think he'll get a positive reaction. I think he'll certainly get a positive reaction.
1: I agree. I agree. I I don't think we're the type to boo boo you unless you're just in our opinion a punk. Przinski, right? Like we perceived him as a punk. Now, I personally think that he deserved applause because he did a lot. Um, but yeah, I feel I feel like we'll be be uh, polite. By the way, and this had nothing to do with the loss, so I'm just being clear here. Uh, the building tonight. There are a lot of empty seats. I mean, I think the season tickets must be way down. I forget uh, the lower bowl decks. Yeah, lot of empty seats. It wasn't
0: I forget who it is from the athletic? But I mean, attendance at the X is down. And I'm
1: not blaming fans. I'm not blaming you fans. Yeah. So just I'm to be clear here. Um, it's expensive. Yep. It's a Tuesday night. Totally yep. get it. Okay. Yep. But but observationally, and I took some pictures too. Uh, there were a ton of seats.
0: Yeah, it, it's a problem, man. I mean, the NHL unfortunately is going to have to dig themselves out of a huge financial hole here, and th- that also means that families and everyone else is hurting. It's 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 hard to get to a game. Guess it's what that means? To get to a game.
1: Guess what that means too? Declan Goff. Salary cap ain't going up for no. about five no, no, years. No, no. The rate we're going because because that is uh, that's the one sport left that is an in arena sport like yeah. like the TV. Deals are important, mm-hmm. but what drives what drives the revenue in this league is attendance and suites. And, uh, yeah, I was – I think tonight was the first game that I've been to this season, might be the second, where I got an idea of, of the fact that the season ticket base must be way down.
0: Yeah. Because, like, those old – because
1: they're good seats and they were empty. Un- unless that's corporations uh, that, that didn't use them, yeah, that's not good not good man. that's not good that's not good if you're craig leopold if you're a family of four and you're mm-hmm. saving big money that's good, good. For you guys all right judd's hockey show we are uh our, our work is done here for today i think we'll probably do something probably late night thursday
0: yeah that's probably a little Thursday thursday
1: yeah after wild yeah. stars yeah. uh the, the return of our guy suits um so Tell folks what they can do, Dex, to to consume more of Judd's Hockey Show. Not to mention the fine Score North content.
0: That's right. Uh, if you want more Minnesota Wow content, hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button right here in our Score North YouTube channel. We are knocking on the door of ten thousand subscribers on this YouTube channel, which is a big thanks to you guys. Uh, we basically launched it from scratch a year ago at this time, and we've already built ten thousand subscribers. Not not really too shabby uh, for a couple puckheads like us, but. Uh, you guys have helped us drive that. So hit that subscribe button. Also, here in like literally 15 minutes, uh, Judd, myself, Realistic Randy will be on our Purple Daily YouTube channel to talk some Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, uh, Judd Jud and I don't stop. We, the, the grind does not stop. Mike Zimmer will be there. He's uh, backstage suits, right now. He's, he's, suits and Zach are going to take their checks and enjoy it for a little bit. The Bio Brothers. Um, but subscribe to Purple Mike, Daily Podcast. The bio for Minnesota Vikings content Jelling right him. here on our Score North channel for, for Vikings, for Wild, for Wolves, for Twins, Mackie and Judd-related content. Write that down tomorrow. Apple, Spotify, scorenorth.com. Check us out. We appreciate you guys. Uh, Judd, we'll be, uh, we'll be back on here in like 15 Jim, minutes. settle down. Okay. Bash shoot score.
1: This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread